Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me. And my friend for episode 139 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back at Blog Talk Radio. And if you haven't seen already, today was day one of a very witchy Vlogmas. I am doing 25 vlogs in 25 days over on YouTube. It is totally going to just be silly and super-duper-duper casual because the theme at Kick-Ass Switch for December is just playtime. I am sick of busting my ass. <laughs> I'm such a type A, go do B kind of person. And this year was really intense. So I'm like, and that my friends too, I've just noticed all of my friends have had a really, really intense 2015. So I'm like, let's just play in 2015. Let's just have some fun and be silly. And um, I was like, what can I do on the podcast to go with that theme? And then I got the idea to interview friends I have never met and just have a chat. People I personally find inspiring. And so I'm really excited that um, I have one of those people on the show today, and her name is Erica Thesson, and you might know her, actually. If you and I are friends on Facebook, we have a lot of friends in common, so you might know Erica. Um, And without any further ado, let me just get her to say hello to you so you believe that she's actually there. Hello, Erica. Hello, Joanna. Hi, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life to chat with me today. You bet. I'm really honored and humbled, and it's really exciting. Yeah, it's so fun to get to hear your voice. and actually, Isn't it weird that you can make friends with somebody that you've never met <laughs> through, like, the Internet Absolutely. and Facebook? Yeah, yeah, that's the joy of social media. It really, it really is. I remember in the beginning thinking, like, you can't really make a connection with somebody that way. And to, my two, like, best, best buddies who I, like, call when things are falling apart or I just want to have a snot fest, like, I, <laughs> they live far <laughs> away. Like, we don't, we don't even live in the same town, and it's thanks to the Internet. That's um, amazing. And I, I really, I approached you to do this um, because, I think you're I think you're a very um you're an example of what it is to create the kick ass life of your dreams, to live a kick ass life. And I talk about that all the time. That's kind of like the theme with kick ass switch. But I think sometimes people get it twisted and they think I'm talking about, you know, like I don't know what <laughs> walking the red <laughs> carpet, scaling Mount Everest, you know, and for me it's just about showing up in your life and dealing with whatever life throws you with grace and style and a sense of humor. And you, my friend, absolutely do that. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure how to jump into your story, but let's just do the (laughs) Cliff Notes version really quick, like why I think that you're inspiring and why I think other people 
single parents in particular or anybody who's been through a divorce or a cancer scare, you've been through all three. So um, that's it in a nutshell because every single day you show up with a smile on your face. So can you tell us maybe like the Cliff Notes version of what you've been through in the last few years just to give people context here? Yeah, definitely. I'm, you know, I'm a single working mom. I've got three amazing kids under 12. Um, You know, eight years ago when I was actually pregnant with my littlest, um, you know, when I was still married, but a huge, you know, turmoil, life upsetting, you know, tragedy happened and it changed things for all of us. And, you know, three and a half years ago, my, my marriage ended and, you know, my husband left and we left very amicably on good terms and he was somebody struggling through something terrible, um, you know, but our, our marriage had ended and, and I was totally devastated here. I had three kids and, you know, we ended up having a bankruptcy. We lost our house and I, I was just blown away. My whole life it had imploded and I, I didn't really know how to move on and, and what I was going to do with myself. I, I always thought, who am I if I'm not his wife? You know, I really defined myself by our life and by what we had built, and it all fell apart. And, uh, yeah, so I really had to kind of get things in perspective. And then while, you know, I was adjusting with divorce and losing the house, um, went in to see my doctor for my yearly visit the way I'm supposed to and and uh, you know, had my annual pap smear, and she called me a week later and said that you know it was not normal, and that I had a virus that had caused early cervical cancer, and it just again you know kind of the walls come crashing in, and you and you think what in the heck is going on, and how am I gonna how am I gonna take care of myself? How am I gonna take care of these kids and provide for them? It was it was really scary for me. Cancer's really scary and my doctor, who's an amazing, amazing woman, said, you know, hey, don't worry, we got this. We got it early, we're you know, we're gonna kick its butt. We got this. And uh but she did say, you know, you, you gotta pull yourself together. You know, yes, you got divorced, yes, you lost your house, but you gotta get healthy and I really took that to heart and you know, decided that it was time to redefine myself. So I I did just that. (laughs) Got myself healthy and and moved on. So is that what we're seeing today? Because, like, for example, the photo that I posted today, this is when I really was like, who is this woman? Because (laughs) the photo I posted today is of you in, like, a costume, a ballet costume. You've got your tattoos. (laughs) You're looking, like, just so badass with your hair all short and but it's like one of those pictures that those of us who did ballet or tap or any kind of dance as a little girl like we took those pictures when we were in ballet class and to see like a gorgeous kick-ass responsible mom (laughs) like in one of those pictures with her tattoos just looking like just so inspiring to me personally I was like what is going on um, and you signed your daughter up for, for ballet and then signed yourself up for ballet, and now you're, like, posting these pictures of both of you and all of your kids. You're su- such a great mom that way in terms of making each one of your kids feel special, but also making yourself feel special and then making us that are watching want to do that for ourselves too. So why why, why ballet? Why did that happen? <laughs> 
You know, that's a great question. I knew that, you know, part of getting over, over cervical cancer was you know, exercise and stress reducing. And so I started going to bar three, started exercising, got myself in shape. And that was when my youngest had said, oh, you know, mom, I really want to be a dancer. And I had been a dancer, you know, I started dancing when I was three and a half and I danced until I got pregnant with my oldest. And I was a classically trained Shaketti ballerina, you know, who just was never good enough wow. to make it, but I, you know, always had this great, you know, amazing training um, that I'm really thankful that my parents helped to make possible for me. But yeah, I went into the dance studio and signed my daughter up, and and they said, "Do you did you ever dance?" And I said, "Yeah." And the, the two ladies that run the studio said, "You should really try a class." And I'm like, "That's ridiculous. I'm too old. I'm somebody's mother. I, no, that's just." silly and they said really we have adult classes you should come and it was like no way could I be that vulnerable could you know I show up at 40 in a leotard and tights <laughs> and actually do it and I can't believe it but I did and it it uh it was just I was so inspired by the notion that I needed to rewrite my life you know I'm the author of my own life and instead of being the victim oh I'm divorced my life fell apart it was like hey why don't I rewrite my life I get to be the heroine of my own story and I'm gonna go back to ballet at age 40 (laughs) so I did and I I can't believe I'm you know I'm still dancing I love it it is it is I just don't even know how to explain it you know it's an art where I can really express myself. It's a it's a way for healing of myself as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, life dance is pretty much just like life. You know, there are gonna be times where, wow, you nail every turn, you look beautiful, you're graceful and you're on. And then there are days where wow, not only are you not graceful, you fall down and somehow you gotta get back up. Like <laughs> I did the leap. I fell. Okay. I got to get back up off the floor and do it gracefully and keep dancing. It is literally life. And yeah, I just, I'm so grateful. So grateful. I, I totally know that. I really got into this idea of dance your prayers um, a while ago because I was a dancer. I grew up dancing and that I had that connection, I guess, with you too, because when you rediscover it later in life, it never goes away. And it, I think it's not just about dance. I think it's whatever you loved as a child that you did for the pleasure that, like, set you free. Like, find that yeah. thing and do it again. <laughs> do it for you. Absolutely. I think it Absolutely. sounds like you had a couple angels in your life. It sounds like your doctor was a bit yeah. of an angel who kind of nudged you on your, you know, like encouraged you that way. And then also the dance studio, it sounds like, I don't know, it sounds like little doors opening for you and you just had the courage to walk through and then like totally kick ass with it. Absolutely. I, I do have to say that if if we hadn't gotten divorced, if my life hadn't fallen apart, it I wouldn't have broken wide open. You know, I was not really open to these things. I don't think I would have ever gone back to dance class. I don't think I would have pushed, you know, like my oldest daughter does sword fighting. (laughs) My youngest, you know, daughter dances and and my son is an athlete. But I don't think that we would have had this many open possibilities if if I hadn't kind of had our lives fall apart and us have the ability to kind of rewrite it. 
and be yeah. open to all these possibilities. But yeah, I you know my my dance studio, Flex Studios. I'm I'm always really grateful. My teacher's great, and you know half the people in my class are barely twenty. I don't think most of them can even drink alcohol. <laughs> and here I am at you know almost forty two now. You know, short hair covered in tattoos, and sometimes I say, oh, I feel like I stand out. You know, maybe I shouldn't perform. And and they're always like, no, you absolutely, you're part of this class. You're part of the studio. Girl, own it. That's what I always hear. Come on, girl, own it. Get up there. Do it. Mm, <laughs> and You really it's, it's do. Great. It's, yeah, and it's women really empowering women. It's, it's pretty amazing. But yeah. uh, I – and I think, too – it was a way for me to kind of rediscover that sort of divine feminine and, and kind of reconnect with my femininity, especially when you're, when you're single, you're not involved with anybody. How do you still, you know, feel like a goddess? And, you know, I put on a pair of point shoes and I feel like a goddess. (laughs) That is so cool. You know, it's too, I think the energy that you put into your son and your two daughters, I mean, who knows? what kind of implications that has for the future, what kind of adults they're going to be, because they're seeing you as a mom, set this example. And I just see, I watch what you're doing because, well, you you are an avid picture taker. You take a lot of pictures yeah. of your kids and you're, po- you know, you're like documenting their journey online. But I can see that you make each one of them feels special and honored for who they are. You know, the one daughter you said to sword fighting, the other one does yeah. ballet. Your son is in baseball, I think probably other sports too. But And you're there. Like, how are you doing this, by the way, with a job? Like, you work in a hospital. What are you doing? Do you have, like, clones of you secretly stashed <laughs> in the closet? No, I wish I have. I have several things. I have. I have amazing bosses. Where I work is fantastic, and they, you know, like I work 34 hours a week, and they let me do it over five days, so that you know I can get off work at 3:30 or 4 and still get the kids to their baseball game. So, you know, I'm really grateful that I have the place that I work. But I, I also have a huge support network. I never knew I had until things fell apart, and I had to learn to ask for help, and I had to be okay with asking for help. So. You know, I have neighbors. I mean, you know, suddenly you've got a neighbor. Your kids go to school together. I can take your art, your kid to art classes. Oh, okay. You know, just finding this huge network of friends from colleagues, from people in my community. And, and that's how I do it. I couldn't do it any other way. And I have my brother here. He lives here in town. And uh, he's a huge, huge help to me. And so, yeah, I just could not do it without all those people, you know, being there to kind of say, hey, come on, keep going, keep going. But I think yeah. I also do it because as silly as it sounds, like I'll watch my son at a, you know, a baseball game, he, you know, steps up to the plate and he strikes out, you know, and I see him go back and he's kind of mad, you know, throws his bat down. But every time I see him get back up to the plate and take another swing, I'm inspired. You know, every time I see my daughter in sword fighting class, I think, oh my gosh, I'm raising this like Amazon warrior goddess. <laughs> <laughs> Who looks Daughter. like she looks like Scarlett Johansson on top of it all. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, and I look at my youngest. She was developmentally delayed. You know, she couldn't walk till she was like two and a half, and then she needed a walker. And every time I see her in ballet class, I I'm like, you know, internally kind of tearing up, thinking about, mm. holy cow, here's this kid that struggled so hard even to just to sit up and stand and walk. And now I'm looking at her leaping across the room. <laughs> it's 
so yeah. inspiring. So they inspire me to keep going, you know. They're just amazing kids. Yeah, you're a dangerous guest for me because I'm just a mushball. Everything makes me cry. But <laughs> I've actually cried looking at, at pictures of yours. But you see, like, these – if you guys don't know Erica online, like, she, you just – everything I'm saying is true. She just pours so much love into these kids, and then you see the difference in what they're – how they shine in their pictures. You see these children are loved. And that's that's it. That's it. That's all your kids want. They want to be loved. They want to be honored for who they are. It reminds me of that Maya Angelou, I think it was, quote, she says something. Maybe it was Tori Mor- Toni Morrison. I forget. Um, but it, I remember the quote about, you know, do your eyes light up when your kids walk in the room? Because that's all they want. You know, they just want to know that they're loved, and and you do that. And I I hope other parents, I hope I'm not the only one watching and being like, that's the kind of parent I want to be. Um, Uh, And kind of what we were saying before the show started, too, is, you know, you're not famous, Erica. (laughs) You're you're not a celebrity. You're not an author. You're not standing on stage, although you could be one day. You definitely are an inspiring person, but you never know who's watching and who's taking the example from what you're doing. And, I mean, yes, live your life for yourself. Live your life for your kids. But also you just don't know who in your community or who's lurking on your Facebook page that might actually find something you're doing inspiring enough to make a difference. That's very true. That's very true because there are so many people, same thing. I was thinking that it was holiday season. It would be good for me to to send messages to people like saying, hey, you have no idea how your situation inspired me to make it through my situation. It's hard because frequently we don't tell people that. It's hard to be that vulnerable and open with somebody to share that with them. But, yeah, there's a lot of – I have a million everyday heroes in my life, from my patients to my coworkers to my neighbors, you know. Yeah. Well, what kind of work do you do? You said you're a patient. Yeah, I work at a hospital. I'm a physical therapist. And, you know, we see people when they are just absolutely their sickest. They've had a stroke or a spinal cord injury or they're battling cancer. And I, I have just been blessed with watching so many people be brave in the most horrifying circumstances. And it's neat because every day, I see people, you know, making a choice. Am I going to lay down or am I going to get back up? You know, am I going to let this define me or am I going to redefine myself? So my job has been just amazing that way. And it's so neat because even some of my patients that I, you know, help take care of, you know, you get close to and then they get out of the hospital and, hey, one day you're friends. The next thing you know, you're friends on Facebook and (laughs) you're going out and (laughs) doing things together socially. And, you know, so many of them, like, I can't even think there's countless number of them that, that, you know, inspire me every day. And that I remind myself, you know, yeah, I may have had struggles, but I have not had anything like they faced. And, and they really showed me what it looks like to to be a warrior and just keep fighting. But I love my job. Absolutely love my job. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're loving life. And, and it's such a great message. It's so empowering. And I think there's a lot of themes or a couple of really strong themes popping up here in our conversation that like mm-hmm. warrior, the whole, are you going to get up? Are you going to let this define mm-hmm. you? You know, you were talking about your son, you're talking about yourself, you're talking about your patients, you're talking about dance, and that shows up in 
all of those conversations. And then again, vulnerability. Like, can you talk more about that maybe? I just, I'm curious about, you mentioned vulnerability. So is that where you found your strengths? Yeah, I think so. I think I had always thought, you know, if I was just strong enough, everything would fall into place and it it would be perfect and it would be okay. Very type A. (laughs) Very Midwestern of me. But, and uh, I think I finally had to, you know, it's funny, I listened to Robert Ohado, you had turned me on to him, and, you know, I listened to some of his podcasts about, you know, stop being a victim, it's an archetype, you know, and kind of trying not to fall into that trap, because it's really easy, like, being a victim is like putting on your favorite easy sweatpants, like, they pull on real easy, and Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out, how can I own my pain, but still summon the strength to not you know, let that be my whole life. And so I think, and it's all about being vulnerable. It's not at all about being strong. I just kept thinking, if I would just be strong enough, it'll be okay. And it's like, no, being vulnerable is it. Because I can't tell you how many times over the past three years, you know, strange things have happened, serendipity things have happened, where somebody has offered something. And, you know, the stubborn, self-reliant, I don't need help side had to learn to go, okay, I say yes to that, you know, yes, I need that help. Yes, I'd love if you would, even if it's something silly, like I had the hardest time accepting, you know, my my kid needed rides to almost every single baseball practice last season, and I had to rely on this huge web of people, you know, and just me being vulnerable enough to say, okay, I need help, and yes, I'm going to accept it. So I think that was that was a big lesson for me. And actually I'm reading Amanda Palmer's book right now uh, about mm, the art of asking. Yes. And that's just, that's just blowing my mind right now. <laughs> Such a Absolutely. good book. You out, you also remind me of big magic. Have you read Elizabeth Gilbert's new book? No, I, I, Oh, I you're in book, that book. Erica. My plan is talking to read about it. you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. I know. I absolutely, I, I totally need to read that because, and it's funny. I read, Cheryl Strait's book, I read Wild, and I kept thinking, I don't really need to go hike the Pacific Crest Trail. I just Mm. need to wake up every morning, you know, be a mom, do my job, and, you know, try something crazy. Like, you know, I played the cello for a year after my divorce. I I tried the cello. I was miserable bad at it, but I tried. I'd always wanted to do it, so I tried the cello, Um, you know, and same thing, like, every time I go to dance class, that's that's my hiking the Pacific Crest Trail, (laughs) Right, yeah. There's a woman that she talks about um, that she knew, kind of, it just reminds me so much of you. I just could not get you out of my head when she's talking about um, this woman who took up, she used to be a figure skater, and her coach told her, like, you don't have what it takes to make it, whatever that means, you know. And so she quit. And then I think it was when she turned 40, she did it for herself. Wow. She started taking up figure skating, and I was like, that is so Erica. <laughs> that is so fun. Yeah, it's so neat. When I performed this summer in June, it was the first time I'd been on a stage in 20 years, and I was so nervous. I was so nervous, and I was sitting backstage, and all I kept thinking of is I want to do a good job. I want to do a good job to make my teacher proud and my kids proud and my family proud and you know, my ex-husband proud. And then I was in the wings getting ready to go on, and I was like, no, I only want to dance to make myself proud today. Like, this is just about me. This is for me. Then I stepped out on stage, and I was like, oh, gosh. 
I forgot how bright it is and how hot it is and how, oh, my God, you can't see past the second row. And there's just all these people. You know they're there, but you can't see any of them. And it was over in a blink of an eye. It was like I was on stage and then I was off stage. And it was like, wait, is it over? Did I do that? Oh, my gosh. Mm. But, oh, wow. so much fun. It was it was truly a, a magical experience. And I have to say, legitimately kick-ass. It was really yes, kick-ass. right. <laughs> and, again, there's that vulnerability. <laughs> it's like that's where life is, I think, you know. It's like you can hang out in your victim sweatpants. You can sit on your couch. Yeah. You can talk about how hard life is. Or you can just be uncomfortable because it's in that, like, vulnerability, it's in that challenge, it's in that obstacle that you find out what you're really made of. And then those are the moments you remember forever and and then the times that you really soar, I think. And um, it's worth it. It's worth that those butterflies, you know. Most definitely. And that it makes you feel alive. It, it kind of gets you back in touch with your yourself when you kind of, lay yourself yeah. on the line like that it's wow it's pretty it's pretty amazing but yeah I you know I had a friend once say after my divorce oh you got to be like a phoenix rising from the fire and I have really really taken that to heart that like oh my gosh you know like you know how do they make swords they you know make the the metal stronger by putting it in the fire and it's like wow if these things hadn't happened to me I would have never known my own strength so that you know something else happens one day in the future I know I have a lot of strength that I didn't know I had, you know, Yes. four or yeah. five, six years ago. So, I, you know, on some strange level, I wouldn't have it any other way. I just I feel lucky that life has yeah. offered me these opportunities. That's such a beautiful way of looking at it. I've, I've called 2015 behind the scenes. I frequently say it's just been one big obstacle course. <laughs> Because it's like, I think I'm like on top of one thing and the life is like, no, look at this. And I, it's been a challenge getting through it, um, which is another why it's such a treat to have you on today um, for all that you exemplify. And um, it really ties in nicely with the vlog I posted today, too, because I'm just like in my sweatpants and I'm talking about how, you know, living a kick-ass life is not about being perfect nobody's perfect like bad things happen to us all it's really how you show up in the day and I actually was felt vulnerable posting that video because I'm usually in front of a background with my nice lights and my makeup's done Mm -hmm. and when I was editing it I was like oh my god I look terrible there's all these shadows (laughs) I I kind of look slightly like Someone just found me on the street and, like, threw me in front of the camera. And uh, what am I rambling on about? And, like, oh, like the control freak in me started coming out. And I was like, no, this is what a vlog is. I'm going to show up and I'm going to stand by the fact that I think I live a kick-ass life, despite that I have bed bugs, despite that I'm wearing a hoodie and hardly any makeup. And <laughs> um, So that you tie in really nicely with this whole idea I've been thinking about a lot lately. So it's just perfect timing, perfect synchronicity to have you here today. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you you giving me, you know, the chance to to talk to you and yeah it's just amazing and I have to say you know your your podcast it, it's been there the whole journey so just know that you know you've you've been a part of my transformation too you know um, reading your posts I mean you would talk about books that you were reading and I would read them and just find them to be so helpful so 
You've you've been a part of my journey too. Absolutely. Oh, you and you. and like Lenora. I don't you know, I love Lenora's books. They really spoke to me and uh mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of so, the phoenix rising from the ashes, that's so her too, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. I know. I read I read, you know, in the Wicked Garden series and yeah, it was like, "Oh my gosh, no, I'm not Gretchel, but I totally identify with like, wow, I'm being held to the fire right now. <laughs> I better learn something from this experience." But uh I am yeah, so yeah. honored to have friends like you guys and to just know people like that. I hope to bring more on this month and share like people like that you. So amazing. I just want everybody awesome. to, yeah, I want everybody to feel seen and know that, like, you don't have to be, whoop, there's our 90-second countdown. You don't have to be <laughs> on the world, you don't have to make be on the world stage to make a huge impact. And really, we all are now with social media in a strange, crazy way. <laughs> yeah. But um, how about you give us a book? A book nerd recommendation, since we have a few more seconds um, before I let you go. Do you have a book that can help people through a tough time? You know, I have to say two books. uh, I read Unbroken, uh, the biography by Laura Hillebrand about the soldier. That was amazing. But I have to say everybody in our generation really should read Amanda Palmer's book, The Art of Asking, because really it, it, it could change our whole generation if we would just think about being vulnerable enough to ask for help. And, you know, I think so many things could get better that way. So, yeah, I really, really highly recommend that book. Absolutely. I will second that recommendation. Thank you so much for joining me here today, Erica. And for all of you listening, the Winter Solstice module is posted. It's up if you want to join us there for the Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year. I hope you loved this chat with this amazing woman. And until we meet again. Much love, everybody. Peace. You want to give a quick peace with your 10 seconds left, <laughs> Erica? You bet. Peace and happy holidays and happy and all that good shit. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.